people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready. In three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. Craig, we're going to talk about a subject this week that is, is near and very dear to my heart. And that is learning and development within, organi- within an organization. And the reason why I say this is because each year companies spend billions of dollars in learning and development. And in my 35 years of doing learning and development internationally, I can say without a doubt that in most organizations, learning and development is considered a check the box activity. Exactly. Yep. Where, and not only for the organization, where the organization says, okay, our people need communication skills, hire somebody, come in, get a program, and they check the box. I provided that training for the participant is, I was assigned to go to this training. I sat through the training, boom, check the box. And that's where it ends. And when companies are making such a huge investment in learning and development, and they want to develop their people, there needs to be a second part to the learning and development program. And that is what I call a post-learning and development program, where there is activity that happens after the classroom. So I know you've been in the situation. In fact, I think you've shared several times where you were put into a room, popped in a videotape, and they said, okay, watch this. (laughs) Okay, now go out and sell. And literally, that's it. We got got a book. Oh, you did get a book also. There was a book too. It was on little little metal rods. And yeah, it was great. Little metal rod. Through it while we watched this guy. I'm fairly sure the video had been recorded at least 15 years before. Right. Yeah. You can always tell by the the fashion that is in the video. Like, oh, there's a 1970 video. <laughs> Love those <laughs> bell bottoms. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is, yeah. It, it, does that guy have a mullet? <laughs> but anyway, to get back to the point, I truly believe that. It, Every organization has a difficult time to make a direct correlation between the investment they're making in learning and development and the bottom line. And let's face it, when an organization brings in a training program, they want to address a need that is preventing them from being profitable, from employees getting along together, communicating more effectively, but working better on projects, collaborating. And if all you're doing is bringing them in to a room, butts in chairs, to listen to somebody in the pre-COVID era for eight hours, maybe sometimes two days. And then at the end of the meeting, everyone goes back to where they were. It's almost like when you just take a rubber band and you stretch that rubber band and you let go, it goes right back to normal. And I truly believe that for probably 85% of the people that go through training and and learning and development, that they just go back to their old habits. So what I wanted to do today is to discuss some of the essential components of a post-learning program. 
And uh, I know that uh, I want to say that it was like our 10th podcast we did on getting a return on investment uh, for your learning and development. And one of the things that you had indicated, and it's not post-learning, but I'd like you to go back and and, uh, talk about this a little bit more, but that is the preparation that needs to be done before butts are in seats. So take us back to that conversation, if you would. You know, talking about hair and video, well, those early episodes, the hair was a little rough. I don't watch those much anymore, Lou. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to have to dig deep to figure that out. Yeah, but, my hair was my hair was longer back then, too, when we did our 10th episode. Yeah, yeah. For, those, so, for those of you who've never watched us and are just listening to us on podcasts, yeah, uh, don't my, head's, my head's been shaving for 10 years, so... <laughs> Well, so the preparation is one, make sure you're getting it customized. I don't remember all I said back then, but you know, getting things custom to so they're relevant for your organization. Right. I spent 30 plus years in corporate. The number of presentations I had to sit through that were clearly not customized and clearly not relevant to my organization was not insignificant. So that's thing one. Thing two, and I like this and appreciate this. Is this a Dr. I mean, Seuss book? Thing one, thing two? Thing two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cousin It and everything. So not Dr. Seuss. Um, two was when the managers had to go through the training first. Because when you talk about post-learning, it's all well and good to teach me all these great sales frameworks and all this mm. other stuff. Yep. But if my manager's not holding me accountable to sell that way, then it's all for naught. So you better make sure as the whatever senior leaders are involved in pulling this project off, that the management layer is bought in, trained in, and everything else before I, as the salesperson or whatever area I'm in, goes right. through that training. Right. Or, then, or they could go through at the same time uh, also, because yeah. that, that shows that shows the people when they're going through that my manager's going through this also. Because I, oh, yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times on an evaluation form, I would always get the comments that would say, has management gone through this program yet? Yeah, well, but as far and maybe other trainings too, and some of the stuff you do, but from sales training, especially, it changes the manager's behavior and the things right. that they're trying to do, how they coach you, right? So they better go through the manager's version of it. Right. Then you go through the salesperson's version of it. And I think it definitely doesn't hurt to have them in the room or even facilitating some of the group discussion to make it even better, right? Sure, so sure. Need, so there's a lot of thinking through you need to do do this. And most of my time back then was spent in sales for the corporate training stuff. So that's the kind of stuff I was used to going through. Yeah. Um, you know, and I the other part that I think is interesting when you talk about this, that drives so much of it is there's all these regulatory checkbox stuff you have to do too, right? Where it's like everybody tries to figure out how to game the system on the video training so you can get through it without having to actually pay attention to it. Oh, I didn't even watch any of the video and I got 85%. That's how stupid this training is. Um, so these are the things that matter. I mean, I didn't know how to launder money until I went through money laundering training at the bank. Now I'm, now I can... You know, now I understand so much more about all these Breaking Bad and everything else, right? And in Ozark, I learned it all at the bank. So at any rate, I've got, I've got a couple line. thousand that I need laundered. Can you handle that for me? <laughs> Done. It was laundered before you got it from me. It's yeah. So it's really important to make sure one, you've got the leadership through two, that right. it's super relevant and three, that it's used, as you said, in follow up. One of the better sales trainings I, is part of the sales training 
uh, program was there were times where that trainer came back and met with the team multiple times afterward to reinforce and answer questions about where you where's the implementation working and where's it's not, which kept it alive and relevant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you covered two two main points there, and that is one: managers need to go through the training as opposed to I'm hiring this training for my people to go through, but you don't know what they went through. And so how can somebody then implement it? Because it, it, it's funny in my area of critical thinking skills, I would always laugh when people would go, well, this process is good, but I don't think my manager is going to let me use this. And my comment immediately to them was when you have to make a decision today, do you go to your manager and say, can I think through it this way? And they look at me and go, no. And I went, well, that's what critical thinking is. It's your process. You go through and you think through that. So to, to, to have that employee even think in a remote sense that my manager won't let me do this, or this is going to interfere with the way we do things in my department or my area, is it should be a warning sign that immediately goes up and you need, you need to get rid of that. Uh, the other thing too is that uh, you talked about uh, is after the training program, every employee who goes through the training program has to develop a personal development plan and not only just write it down, but they need to sit down with the manager and they need to immediately after that training, the next day or the day after, sit down with that plan and say, let me tell you what I got from this training two things are going to happen. One, it's going to reinforce that the training was good because the employee has found some things that they can use to be able to implement and improve their personal development. And two, it gives the manager that opportunity to see that they're taking it to heart and it's not a check the box activity. Yeah. And so I strongly recommend, every, after every training program I did before I closed, I always told people, take time tomorrow, go to your manager, Spend five minutes, tell them what you learned or tell her what you, what you came out of this program with so that this way they have an idea and they know that it was not just that check the box activity, but that personal development plan. As you and I both know, and I always joke about it, that behavioral psychologists say that in order to change a habit, to eliminate an old habit, or to gain a new habit, you have to do something for 21 straight days. And yeah. after 21 straight days, it becomes comfortable. After another 21 straight days, that's when it becomes a habit. And so with a personal development plan, it's almost like when we laugh a little bit about business plans, groups go through, develop their business plan, they're all proud of it. And then what happens yeah. to it? Gets put yeah. on the shelf. Yeah, no, this personal plan needs to be out at all times and they need to be able to use it and look for opportunities. It, not only what skills are you going to use, but to identify in what opportunities can I use this skill so that if you're looking at your calendar and you know you're going to have a team meeting or you're going to have a, a sales meeting with a prospect, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to try to use this new skill on this new prospect or on the in the team as we're collaborating yeah. for new ideas, whatever it may be. Because if you just identify the skill, but don't identify where and how you're going to use it, then you're missing the big picture of, of everything. So with that personal development plan, I truly believe every organization should demand that there's a personal development plan. It should be shared, shared with all of their managers. 
And in addition to that, it goes back to what I've said a lot of times, and that is we only do, usually in business, what gets measured. And right. that's the next component. We need to measure the learning and development and the personal development plans so that when you're meeting with your employee on a, on a quarterly basis or you're coaching that employee, you're utilizing and bringing into play the skills that they learned in the training to reinforce that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And, you know, you joke, but you mentioned the business plans. That's a big thing is, you know, it's easy for me to go out and help people build a business plan. No one ever wants you to come back and help them do the review against that plan every month. Right. And, you know, if you're not implementing it, if you're not focusing on it every month, just like the learnings from your training, it's just ephemera. It's just going to go away. If, if you realize that every time you bring, you know, critical thinking into a meeting, you present your case that way and your boss blows it off. You're like, well, Lou was a nice guy, but the right. rest of this is just bunk and I'm not going to waste my time. And that, yeah. that starts to induce a cynicism every time. You know, most of the time when people say, hey, there's a mandatory training, you know, what's the first reaction, right? <laughs> Up camera, we were talking about, yeah, you know, there's events yeah. you get invited to and you're like, oh, God, I have to go to this. That's how people come up to with the with the training. Like, yeah, I've got two days where I'm not going to get anything done because I'm going to just sit through the stupid training and they're not going to let me have my phone. Right. Like, yeah. What am I going to do? What am I yeah. going to do with all this work that's not going to get done? There, there's an old adage amongst uh, trainers that there's usually three types of people that attend a training program. There's people who signed up voluntarily because they know they needed to improve those skills. We call them lifetime learners. Second group of people are those people who looked at the calendar and realized that they don't have any sick days or vacation days left, but they wanted to get away from their work in the office for a day or two and still get paid. And those people we refer to as vacationers. And then the last type are the people you referred to. Those people are in the training because they're told you have to be here. And those are what we as trainers refer to as prisoners. <laughs> so so we, we know that in a group of people that we're going to be spending time going through a learning and development program, we have those three types of individuals in, in the program. Yeah. So, but uh, you're absolutely right. What we find is that we get more prisoners than we do uh, lifetime learners. Yeah, and, well, and, and that's a sad part. And the, the other thing, too, is the organization. And I think uh, I've talked to you about this before, but when it comes to learning and development, the organization needs to put as high a priority on learning and development objectives, that personal development plan, as they do in making their numbers. So that this way, it's not just performance from a number or metric side. It right. also needs to be as part of that review is, okay, I see that you attended presentation skills training uh, in October. Okay. Talk to me about how have you improved your communicate, your uh, presentation skills and get them to realize that they are going to be asked about what they have done to implement that training throughout the year. So when you start doing that, employees start seeing that, uh-oh, this is getting measured and it becomes higher on their priority list. Yeah. 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 I think making it relevant, making it measured, making it, um, you know, I, I get why we make it mandatory, but relevant and measured, that's what's going to have the success, having the manager. This is just like so many things, culture, engagement, all those things. Yep. They all happen when the managers and the leaders are driving it forward. 
Right. And if it's just, you know, this gets into the issue I always have where the CEO points at HR and says, oh, go make that happen. I'm never going to reference it. But right. I read it's important. Go do it. Right. And I think that becomes th- that employees see that and they right. just quit taking it seriously. And so, sure. you know. Well, e- even those e- even those disciplines that are required to have uh, a certain number of CPE or CPU credits at the end yeah. of the year in order to maintain their whatever their designations, their license, whatever right. it is. Uh, I've taught those programs. And I know in December, I get bigger classes than I do the rest of the year, only because they know they need the points. And so therefore, they're sitting through there just to get the points. And so that is probably the epitome of a check the box learning and development. And if your organization allows people to do that, then it's you're you're not spending your money wisely. You're not making those investments. 15% of the people will incorporate what they learned in a training program. The other 85%, just like that rubber band, snaps right back together. Yeah. Well, boy, that speaks volumes to the ROI of that billions of dollars you referenced earlier. Yeah, exactly. It does. And I I think more companies have to realize how much money they're spending in training and development, but also the employees need to understand. And I know that you and I've had this discussion before, but the next generation of leaders, your Zoomers and your millennials, they want companies to make an investment in their personal development. So they're almost demanding that you get rid of the check the box culture when it comes to leadership and development. And so if you if your organization hasn't made the change, it needs to make the change. Again, return on investment and you're developing your employees to be more efficient, more effective, more productive, more profitable. It's going to help the organization. Yep. So good. key takeaway. Key takeaway for me is you know, if you're going to invest this big money in any other aspect of your business, you're going to make sure that you're getting a return on that investment, that it's making the changes in efficiency, productivity, sales, whatever it is. You've got to look at leadership and development training in the exact same way. I'm making an investment. I'm calculating an expected return. I'm going to do everything I can to achieve that rate of return. Right. Yeah. And, And my key takeaway is get rid of the check the box culture from both sides, from a management side and from an employee side, because otherwise that's all learning and development is. It's a check the box. Yeah, very good. That's my key takeaway. All right. Well, until next time, if you enjoyed this content, please like, share, subscribe subscribe to our channel uh, on YouTube or on Facebook or on LinkedIn, where all these episodes go live every Thursday at 930 in the morning. If you are back to work and you're back to driving to work, Check us. We're also available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. So check us out there. And we would love to hear any feedback in the comments or shoot us an email. You can find the links at the end of the video. So until next time, I'm Craig Anderson. And keep your hands washed. Keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. Well, and get vaccinated too, right? Let's get it all in, Lou. <laughs> yeah, all right. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Yeah. Let's get rid of this parasite. <laughs> Thanks, we'll everybody. see you next week. <laughs>